0: We declare you are the only God, the only God, the only, we we declare, we, we. that you are the only God we know we will serve no other you are the creator of the ends of the earth you are the maker of all things you are our strength our might our deliverer our redeemer that is strong you are the king of glory the ancient of days you are the mighty God our mighty fortress our shield and our buckler our shelter our deliverer we worship you thank you for what you started yesterday in our midst we give you all the glory our father thank you for your presence again today we oh god we have come together to see your face to hear your word please cause our heart to be attentive Cause our inner ears to be opened. Lord, anoint our eyes with eyes That you might be able to see beyond ordinary letters. Increase our understanding. Cause us to come up with deeper knowledge. Knowledge of your word and your ways. Thank you, our Father. Blessed be the name of God. Dear Holy Spirit, there is nothing I can do without you. Oh, I ask that you speak through these lips of clay. You will declare your counsel unhindered. And you cause your people to be blessed. That none will go home empty handed. Thank you, our Father. Prayed in Jesus' name. Come and shout hallelujah. Go ahead and shout hallelujah. Glory to God. Glad to be here again. And once again, I want to appreciate the leadership and I salute our pastor, sir. I pray the Lord we continue to renew our strength. Our coming will not be in vain in the name of Jesus. Yesterday, we were able to come to a point where we shared together on the nature and the integrity of the Word of God the nature and the integrity of the Word of God. We also saw how the life of a man who is in possession of the Word of God can experience a sudden change, a sudden transformation, uh, a definite change. And the life of John the Baptist was examined yesterday. We saw how the Word found him in the wilderness, and the moment the word came, he became another man. Uh, he became another man. They called him master. Even the generals in the army, even the accountants of those days, the people, they called him. Even after he rebuked them, you know, he called them vipers. He said, oh, you brood of vipers, who has warned you to run from the wrath to come? You know, <clears throat> he called them Snakes. And yet, they waited. Why? Because he was in possession of the word of God. I pray tonight you will find a word in the name of the Lord Jesus. And also, we look at the life of Joseph, who was sold into slavery, who found himself in prison. And eventually, when the time came that his word appeared the word came unto him and the king had no choice than to send for his release he sent for his freedom and the moment he was freed the moment he became uh, a freedman he was brought into the palace and the bible says he became an instructor he began to instruct princes as he pleased and also, he began to teach senators, elders, wisdom. A slave boy a few hours ago, that is the work that the word of God can do in the life of a man. Uh, the king commanded his freedom and he became the lord over the house of uh, the king and ruler over all his possessions. Uh, he he, he began... He became an instructor. He began to teach senators wisdom. I pray the Lord will take you there. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Uh, that is the wonder working power which is in the Word of God. Uh, tomorrow we are going to look at the power in the Word of God. And I know that we are going to see that power at work in our life. In the name of the lord jesus i want to start by saying that every word of god in a man is an investment is an investment that must not become a waste whether you like it or not is an investment that must not become a waste therefore you have become a debtor the moment you are in possession of the word of god you have become a debtor and uh, Paul, the apostle, is a very good example. You know, he said, I am a debtor both to Greeks and to Barbarians. That is, he realized, he understood the reason why he was apprehended on the road to Damascus. And all his desire was to bring the purpose why he was apprehended to fulfillment. Uh, The reason why he encountered the word of God. His main desire, his focus was to bring it to performance. Uh, uh, and I want to tell you, brothers and sisters, that you also must find the reason for the hope that is in you. The hope that is in you. The Bible says Christ in us is what? The hope of glory. And Christ is the word of God. The purpose why you are a custodian, why you are in possession of the word of God, you must find the reason why god has ordained his word to be deposited in you remember i said that every word of god in the life of a man is an investment investment that must not become a waste hallelujah Uh, uh, there are certain things that the word of god does in the life of a man there are certain works the word of god does in the life of believers And I want us to turn in our Bible to James chapter 1. James chapter 1. We are going to take a systematic study of this particular portion of the scripture. And I pray that the Lord will grant unto us good understanding in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. James chapter 1 uh, from verse 21. James chapter 1 from verse 21. Uh, I want us to read in maybe KJV, then if you, were, if you have Message Bible, also New International Version. Uh, I want to bring out a point there uh, from verse 21. The Bible says, So throw us poor virtue and cancerous evil in the garbage in simple humility. Let our gardener, God, Landscape you with the word. Make a salvation garden of your life. In KJV, please. Let's throw all spoiled virtue. In KJV, the Bible says, Wherefore lay apart all feathiness and superfluity of nothingness and receive with meekness. Everybody say meekness and receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your soul. Receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your soul. Throw away all evil virtues, all spoiled virtues, all superfluity of naughtiness. Throw them into the garbage. And the Bible says, let us receive With meekness, the engrafted word of God, which is able to save our soul. In my own definition here, meekness means an attitude or quality of heart whereby a person is willing to accept and submit without resistance to the will and desire of someone else. An attitude or quality of heart whereby a person is willing to accept and submit without resistance to the will and desire of someone else. Therefore, the Bible says, lay apart all fethiness and superfluity of nothingness and receive with meekness with total submission Be willing to accept, be willing to follow the dictates of the one who has called you to come forth, and that is God. To come forth and hear his word. Total humility in accepting the change that is about to take place in your life. NIV, please. The word of the Lord that came, no, no, NIV, James chapter 1, verse 21. Well, I read from this place. Therefore, get rid of all moral faith and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Get rid of all moral faith and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. And I told that meekness means an attitude or quality of heart whereby a person is willing, without any resistance, willing to submit. To the will and the desire of God. Now, he said, "Receive the word, the engrafted word." I want us to look at the engrafted word. The Bible says we should receive wi- with meekness the engrafted word. Now, if there's anybody here who studied a Greek or any agricultural-related course, you'll bear me a witness. When you want to engraft a plant, the first thing you do is to cut off the first shoot. And you will bring another shoot or board to be imposed on the one that you have just caught. And you will tie it together. And the one that you initially caught will now grow through the one that is being been imposed on it. What is the implication of this? When the word of God will come into the life of a man, the first thing the word of God will do is to cut off. Is to cut off all other shoots. All other shoots. Those old ideas. The traditions of men. The superfluity of naughtiness. The careless culture. The careless attitude. Where we used to compromise. When the word of God will come, the first work that we do is to cut off all these shoots. And the word of God will be imposed upon our lives. And when we want to grow, we now grow through the word of God. We grow by the word of God. The Bible says, receive with meekness. Be submissive. When the word of God will begin to operate upon the life of a man, it may not appear too palatable. It may not be easy. But you must cooperate with God. You must cooperate with God and allow the operation of the word of God in your life to be complete. If you want to become like Christ. There are many things that must be done away with. If the word of God will have a place in our life, Things we carry from, we used to carry from our past lives. Some careless culture. Some compromises. Areas where we say God understands. Some secret decay. Some secret compromises. We must allow the word of God to operate on our lives and to cut them off. If really we want to become like Christ. Hallelujah. You must allow the word of God to do a thorough work in your life. And that shows that you have submitted yourself in total humility to the dealings of the word of God. Verse 22, the Bible says, Be doers of the word and not hearers only. Deceiving your own selves. Today in church, we have men who listen to the word of God with rapt attention. But let them go out of the gates. Ask them, what have you brought forth? Nothing. We have multitude of words. But well, we have few people who are really practicing the word. And that will become a waste if you kept receiving the word of God and you failed to exercise yourself on it. The purpose why the word is released is that you exercise yourself on the word and become what God has in mind. What, it's in, what is intended for you to become. Hallelujah. Be doers of the word. The Bible says, if you are not a doer and you are a hearer only, you are deceiving yourself. Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Let's go forward. Verse 23 For if any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, it's like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. 24. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and set forward, forget what manner of man he was. I will take time to explain this. The word of God is likened to a mirror, a glass, a mirror. When you look into the mirror, whose image are you going to see? Please answer me. You are going to see your very self. And the image the mirror will give you, you can't keep it. Am I right? Because it is opaque. A mirror is an opaque object. It doesn't allow the light to pass through it. Mirror cannot keep any image. You can't keep the image the image mirror gives it is not concave like that of a camera so when you look into the mirror and you could see your own image the image of your very self and the mirror is telling you that the powder on the side of your face is too much excuse me where are you going to make the amendment is it on the mirror on your very self when you look into the Bible, the Word of God, and the Word of God is telling you that there is wickedness in you, excuse me, where are you going to make amendment? Yourself. You can't look into the mirror and see Brother James or Sister Janet. You are going to see yourself. Assuming you look into the mirror one day, and the mirror is telling you that you have not yet combed your ear. And you place it and say, you are not serious. And you, off you go your way. You will meet a brother on the way that will tell you, bro, you have not combed your hair. And you'll be look, looking for a car to cover. That's how we behave, Christians. When the mirror will reveal the real you, the amendment must be on yourself. Because you cannot keep the image the mirror will give. Unlike The camera. You know, it has uh, context lenses that can keep image for as long as you desire. I have a picture in my house. My father died in 1966. He took that picture before he died. That picture is still with me. And I can hand it over to my son or to my children and to his own children. You can keep that image. But the image the mirror will give you cannot modify it. You can't adjust it. If you must do any adjustment, it must be on yourself. That is why the Bible says the word of God is like unto a mirror. It's like unto a mirror. It will reveal only you. It can't keep the image. I think you agree with me to that point. Uh Aha. You know, the image cannot be kept. You cannot modify it you cannot adjust it but when you want to make amendment it must be on yourself now that of the camera camera has a context lenses am I right and this can be used to focus on any image and you can magnify the image the camera will give you you can adjust it eh? it's adjustable you can keep it and uh, nowadays that we have modern technology you can adjust the image that the camera will give you you know you can turn a black man to a white man by the reason of the modern technology I mean with the use of many effects we have even on your phone you can turn a black man to a white man you can do Photoshop but the image, the mirror, which is the word of God we give you. You can't do anything like that. So, every time you look into the mirror, you must be ready to make immediate amendment. Listen to me, brothers and sisters. When you are observing your quiet time in the morning. And the word of God confronts you and tells you that there is wickedness in you. You don't put the Bible down and say, well, I'm going to work. I'm late already. When I come back, I'll make amendment. You will forget. You will not be in the same mood when you come back. The adjustment must be made when? Immediately. Hallelujah. If you want to become Christ-like. Like I said, the mirror will only reveal only you. And it will give you, the mirror will give you true assessment. True image of yourself. Glass or King Paro. It will reveal the real you. And you must be ready to work on it. Now. Verse 25. But whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty. And continue therein. He be not a forgetful hearer. Listen to me. And not an intermittent looker. There are intermittent lookers today. It's only when they have problems they will go into the Bible. They don't study the word of God consistently. How do you expect God to speak to you? If you are far from his word. Remember I said yesterday you can't separate God from his word. And a bastard will keep away from the presence of his father. But the bona fide son will always appear before him. Whosoever looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues he be not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. Listen to me. Of the work, not word, But a doer of the work. There is a work the word of God must do in your life. And you must cooperate with the word of God. You must not rationalize. You cannot take your wisdom into the word of God. You cannot interpret the word of God with your wisdom. There will be chaos. So the word of God has a work to do in your life. And you must be ready. Oh, there are rough edges in your life that the word of God will cut off there are some attachment that the word of God will severe. So many things that has affected your image that prevented you from looking like Christ. The word of God will cut them off. But you must be ready to accept the reality of the dealings of the word of God. Oh, there may be a fresh bleeding because The word of God will circumcise your heart. And there may be a fresh feeling, but you must be ready to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Not a forgetful hearer or an intermittent looker, but a doer of the work. This man shall be blessed in his deed. This man shall be blessed indeed. The prevailing situation in the church today, brothers and sisters, is a replica of what happened during the days of Eli. In 1 Samuel chapter 3, if you take the reading from verse 1, you see what I'm talking about. We are going to look at it also in Message Bible and NLT. New Living Translation. But let's look at uh, KJV first. And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. Another verse says the word of God was rare, it was scarce in those days. And there was no widespread revelation. The next verse. And it came to pass at that time when Eli was laid down in his place and his eyes began to wax him that he could not see the priest in the temple that's supposed to keep the fire burning. The priest that is ordained, I mean, that was ordained to minister to men. The Bible says his eyes wax dim. He could not see. Excuse me, where will a blind man lead a blind man? Where will a blind man lead blind men? To a ditch. He could not see. His eye began to wax dim. The next verse. And the air, the lamp of God went out in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was. And Samuel was laid down to sleep. Verse 4. I want to take the, the, the first part, the A part. That the Lord called Samuel. Let's have message Bible. From verse 1. The boy Samuel was serving God under Eli's direction. This was at a time when the revelation of God was really hard or seen as we have in our society today. We have noise flying on around, noise in the absence of voice. But I pray God will bring revival in the name of the Lord Jesus. He ministered before Eli unto God. And the revelation of God was really hard or sin. Was scarce. Let's have the NLT, Living Translation. New Living Translation. Meanwhile, the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli. Now in those days, I want you to listen. Messages from the Lord We are very rare. Brethren, we have the voice of man. We have the word of man. But we have few messages today. We have few words today. And listen to me. Noise can never replace the voice. Most especially the voice of God. We have noise. And I will show you the reason why we have noise in the church in the temple we have noise in the absence of the word of god in the absence of messages from god there will be noise then we make noise the bible says in those days message from the law messages from the law was very rare and visions were quite uncommon Visions were quite uncommon. The word was very rare. Messages from the Lord was very rare. They were very rare, and visions were quite uncommon. And like I said, what we have today all around us is noise, noise, and we are tired of this noise. Want to hear the real voice. How many want to hear the real voice? Let me see your hand. Yes, we want to hear the voice. But in the absence of voice, there will be noise. Voice from the Lord. There are words from men. And like I told you yesterday, words from men will be irrelevant. Irresponsible, ineffective, weak in nature and integrity. But the word of God stands sure. Hallelujah. Where are the Elijah's of this generation? Where are those who are ready to stand and to confront the evildoers of these days? Where are those who are ready to stand for the truth? Whether they are going to shed their blood or not. Where are those who are ready to prevail, I mean, to stand to defend the word of God. Even with their own blood. I pray the Lord will return to his church. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. No widespread revelation. The church, I mean the church in general, all over the world has lost its steam. Church has lost esteem because there is no revelation. Revelation to direct the sheep, most especially in Nigeria here. Yeah. Revelation to direct the sheep. We are busy doing different businesses, but we know. Listen to me, brethren. When the Elies, when they began to break their necks, God is busy raising up Samuels. You remember how Eli broke broke his neck? His two sons, Ophina and Phinehas, they went to war. And they fell at the war front. And the news came. You know they were unruly. Children of Belial. And the news came unto Eli. And when he heard news, the Bible says he fell backward and broke his neck. And God was busy raising Samuel. I pray in our midst, God will raise Samuels. Samuels of our generations. In the name of Jesus. Those who will bring restoration. Even to the body of Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus. The Bible says the lamp is almost gone. In the temple. How did we get here? That's my question. How did we get here? Because we have neglected the word of God. We are busy doing something else. Thank God for the ministration of the G10. All we have is noise these days. But we are waiting for the voice. And the voice will come. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The eyes of many are growing dim and they cannot say correctly in the absence of the reality of the dealings of the word of God. I'm waiting whatever the word of God says I should do, I will do. I must cooperate with him. Men's eyes are waxing dim and they see men walking like trees, Like a tree. But the time is coming. When God will remove scales from men's eyes, and we say correctly, in the name of the Lord Jesus, there will be a reviver. Urgently, we need a reviver, sir. And there will be a reviver in the name of Jesus. First Kings chapter 6. I want to show you something there. The reason why we have noise today, instead of the voice, instead of the word of God. First Kings chapter 6 verse 7 And the house when it was in building was built of stone made ready before it was brought to before it was brought thither so that there was neither hammer nor axe no any tool of iron had in the house while it was in building. I will explain that. When Solomon was building his temple, the Bible says, All the stones that were used to build the temple, they were made ready where at the quarry. They were made ready at the quarry. They were cut into sizes. Therefore, when the stones was being put together at the temple site, there was no sound of hammer or chisel or any tool. All the noise was made here where at the quarry. But today, men have chosen to jump out of the quarry where God was busy working on them. They jumped out of quarry where they're supposed to encounter the word of God that will make them ready and make them and polish them. And so in the temple, there will be no noise. But they cannot wait for God to call them to sizes. And that is why you have noise in the temple today. And not the word, not the voice. They are not ready for God to call them to sizes. And that is one of my prayers every day. Lord, cut me to size. I'm in your quarry. Work on me. And God will work on you by his word. Hallelujah. They jumped out of the quarry. They cannot wait. They cannot endure the dealings of the word of God. They cannot endure the intensity and the heat of the word of God upon their lives. Remember, I said all those rough edges will be cut off. Those attachments that we carried from our past lives will be taken away. They will be cut off if truly we want to become Christ like. But they cannot endure. They can't endure the dealings of the Word of God. Brothers and sisters, you must be ready. When the Word of God will begin to walk upon your life, you must, you must cooperate. You cannot argue. You cannot contest against the word of God. You cannot rationalize. Let the word of God do a perfect and thorough work. And your life will take a new turn. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let God cut you to sizes. In order to be fit for the work in the temple. Areas that need to be chipped off. Allow God to do His work. Don't argue with the Word of God. Just like I said when I was talking about the mirror. Don't argue with the Word of God. Don't complain. God is taking you somewhere. Don't complain. Let's submit ourselves totally to the dealings of the Word of God. To the dealings of the Word of God. We are made to be complete in Him. And there should be no short form. In closing, I want us to look at Leviticus. Chapter 27, verse 25. Leviticus 27, verse 25. And all thy estimation shall be according to the shekel of the sanctuary. Twenty gera shall be the shekel. Another verse says, all the valuations shall be according to the standard shekel of the sanctuary. 20 geras to a shekel. Yes, the valuation will be reckoned by the sanctuary shekel at 20 geras to the shekel. Excuse me. With 19.9, geras make a shekel. Eh? No is the implication of this. God has a standard he has already laid down for every life that will become his temple. He has a standard. And one thing I know about God is that he will never lower his standard for anything, for anybody. It's not a partial God. He will never lower his standard no matter your excuse, no matter your complaint. There is a standard laid down that every life must conform to if you want to become a temple. And it is the word of God that we work on you to take you to that point. When we evaluate your life, the totality of your life must be complete, must be in accordance to that standard. Anything short of that, you need to work upon your life. Need to allow the dealings of the word of God. All the valuations, the total sum up of your life, all the evaluations of your life must be according to the standard laid down in the temple. 20 gerah to a shekel, not 19.9. Eh, that is not for God. We are to be made complete in him by allowing the dealings of the word of God. Like I told you, whatever the God of wo- Word of God says, do it. It may be painful. There may be a fresh bleeding. Go ahead and do it. There are times the word of God will circumcise your heart. We look upon your heart to circumcise. There will be fresh bleeding. Cooperate with him. Hallelujah. All the valuation, the evaluation, the total summary, the estimate, the estimation of your life must be according to his standard. laid down in his word. Lay down in his word. For whoever wants to be his temple, where he will dwell, where he will reside. I pray the Lord will help us so that we will not become Christians by name only or by word only but Christians by character Christians by integrity and we possess this we possess the same semblance with Christ in his divine nature and power that is the expectation of God shall we rise to pray God prepare A sanctuary
1: Pure and old Tried and true Ooh. With thanksgiving Happy I leave
0: Oh. One more time. God prepare be- me.
1: God be me A You're an only.
0: just one before I leave this place Lord I surrender myself that your word we have dealings in my life I surrender myself to the dealings of your word I receive with meekness the engrafted word let your word that is quick and sharper than any two-edged sword let it cut off every other shoot in my life that will not allow me to become like Christ Lord You must possess The same semblance with Christ In his divine nature and power Whose children are you? That's a bastard And none of us want to become a bastard Lord Welcome me let your word have a perfect dealings perfect work upon my life in order to become like christ